0: Hi guys, I hope this finds you well, my name is Alastair Stewart, I'm the host of Darrow Discussions. Um, it's been a while since I've done a book review actually, so uh, today I want to talk about The Broken Journey, A Life of Scotland between 1976 and 1999 by uh, Kenneth Roy. Now, uh, Kenneth Roy actually passed away uh, recently, which is a tragedy, uh, not least of all because of the, the quality of this work. and. It's worth discussing in some detail because I think that, and I've said elsewhere, that books about contemporary Scottish history are are many, but there are certain periods, and some are larger, some are smaller, but there are certain periods and dynamics of Scottish politics and history that are just overlooked, and 76 to 99 is one of the more critical ones because i think there's a generalization now view scottish history as ending in 1707 with the acts of union and reigniting with what happened with the scottish parliament and and that coming to fruition and ambition and there's a long process in there and the rise of nationalism the decline of unionism the resurgence of the conservative parties the political force across the uk um, I, there is so much to incorporate and Scotland was at the epicentre of so much of it so I suppose I should begin with an obvious question does Scotland need a, a, another biography does it does it need another sort of epic scope look and the answer is unequivocally yes particularly with this this wonderful book by, by Kenneth Roy so as it happens, Kenneth kind Roy's of The Broken Journey, a, a Life of Scotland between 79 and 99, is, is the second part of a planned trilogy about modern Scotland. It's a sequel to his hit 2000 title, the title Invisible, The Invisible Spirit, A Life of Post-War Scotland, 1945-75. Again, another sort of maligned, forgotten period of Scottish history. And it's already, uh, uh, this entry is already a much more compelling compelling anthology entry so I think what's remarkable about Roy's Roy's book and what it immediately exposes is what i just touched on is the historical amnesia about scotland's social history from from this era the thatcher story has dominated so much of the 1980s as did the journey to devolution and the scottish parliament throughout the 1990s and as such there is a really distressing ignorance particularly among young people today about how health justice and life in general operated before devolution. It wasn't just all exclu- exclusively controlled from Westminster. That's actually a misnomer. That was the centralisation of what we would consider to to be the, the Scottish body politique it was something that emerged in the nineteen twenties, and prior to that was through a series of 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 the night watchman state boards, um, such as health and agriculture. So this is a really important book to, to elucidate on those on those themes and those areas now. The Broken Journey presents a sort of fascinating solution to this this amnesia. Roy focuses on vignettes of of, of social and judicial and political failure and moments of cultural self-awareness which are striking, harrowing and unfamiliarly dysfunctional. And from the oil boom in the Shetlands to the hilarity of Scotland's Argentinian World Cup bid, Roy guides the reader from the promise of the era to the devastating loss of the Piper Alpha disaster, the Lockerbie bombing and the Dunblane massacre and, and back again. So the work isn't, it's it's linear, but it is also, it, 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 the vignettes serve to tell the human story. And I think that that's what the heart, what it needs to get past a dry history to get people engaged with their own history. So reading the fine details, the, the people in the procedure of well-known horrors like Dunblane, it it, it, it pools at the heartstrings, it's, it makes the blood boil, and it, and it leaves the, the reader with an irrepressible feeling that there is more to history than dates. And it's also important to understand not just the event, but the circumstances and the, the context and how it was investigated, how it was presented, how what was done about it. And the conclusion is subtle. Roy's got a he's careful to predicate his work with the admission that he of course not only lived through the period but was also a journalist involved in some of what he describes as such the narrative is a compelling exemplar of living history going beyond the nostalgic indulgence of watching a 1990s uh, Edinburgh and train spotting and said delves right into the crux of what Scotland of what made Scotland tick in these years. I think modern Scottish history is an enigma to the younger generation who are accustomed to telling, to to a simpler telling of famous flashpoints, Scottish Wars of Independence, William Wallace, or even the Second World War. Say nothing of of literature and culture. There there is a black hole of understanding about say the wars of the the three kingdoms, the disproportionate involvement of Scots and the British. Empire or the entirety, as I mentioned earlier, of its governance in between the eighteenth and 20th centuries, and and these are just a few examples. So, Roy has been candid enough to acknowledge that the broken journey bears this stylistic structure of the original, but moves into the realm of of the personal, but but ne, but never too polemical hues. He knows his own bias, and where he succeeds is by embracing Michel Foucault's warning that against. Against placing apocal significance on one person or the sovereign of the land as to as to where power ultimately finally rests, you can call it the Elizabethan age, but you know you could you, Georgian age or whatever. But that, that that's that's context that gives you no detail. So Scotland in these years was much more than a mere period, and the book goes to great pains to create a cross section about real life. I think that's extremely important about today's politics and given today's politics, so much of Scotland's past is used as a resource to fuel arguments on both sides of the constitutional debate and it's rare to find a rhizomatic reading of history like this concerned with how well the system worked, how the justice system and the health system, the education systems operated within and through the the, the Scotland office how its ministers and its instruments and the scope of power in scotland how they made how they they work together and this all makes for a fascinating read that serves as a really accessible index of political power and political parties and policies and as a reminder that these same entities are asking for your vote today um immediately the work of tom Devine also springs to mind divine's Titles: The Scottish Nation, Modern History, and more recently Independence or Union. Scotland's Past and Scotland's Present are excellent academic compendiums, made user-friendly, but they remain chronicles more than a real social story. Roy has adopted the opposite approach. No page sees seeds through an ideological paradigm, and although blame occasionally gets dropped at the pre-devolution door, the the book is free of sullen cliché. To, Despite the, the the personal advocations of the author, and I think that's very important for a book such as this. Um, Roy's emphasis on remedying Scottish industri- injustices is admirable, but perhaps given too much of a false sense of widespread cronyism and institutional failure blame is attributed throughout the book to certain issues but and that raises greater questions and hopefully encourages the reader to find and do further research what better hope for a book can you you get from that to when it encourages you find out more nevertheless there are a few very few living histories about contemporary scotland that have attempted to narrate beyond sketch the feeling of a country in the face of such tragedies as the dunblane school massacre he is never so crass as to proclaim that the times have changed that much but his evidential compilation is at once moving and authoritative and shows where scotland was and where it is today and that's done in a very natural narrative so i think the broken journey is atavistic and incredibly forward-looking social histories have long been less attractive than political or period accounts the scottish history market is now saturated by title titles focusing on some late acclaim from people participating witnessing or influencing the debate on scottish independence for example and that might be the way that the times are going but what has been missing is a book which has all the hallmarks of journalistic investigation and a flair for storytelling and i think the tragedy with roy's death is that scotland has has lost uh, a, an, another voice who's been able to synthesize the best parts of social commentary with political analysis and really tell things as they were not how history reports them with dry facts and dry details um it, it must be presumed that had there been more literature produced by roy that they would have had the same insight and what more desperate time in scottish and indeed british history than the need for books of that quality he will be very much missed and very much missed in 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 contemporary discussions so the broken journey really does Aptly named, I suppose. Now thinking about it, but it offers an invaluable and popular reading of Scottish modernity, as well as a necessary and welcome addition to the the the, the pantheon of Scottish historical analysis.